Hello there and welcome to day 5 of Love Focus Challenge and I hope the last 4 days have been fruitful, eventful and positively charged for your relationship. It is my hope and prayer that the lessons you learn through this 14 days of Love Focus Challenge that you will continue to work on them. It is not just a 14 day event, it should go well into your relationship if possible Make some of the things you learn here your everyday activity. Just like the way you focus on your body when you go for fitness, you don't do it just for a week and then you take a break. The same way with your relationship. While this is aimed at helping and educating you, challenging you and enlightening you on matters of relationship, there are other days that you really need to summon your own self-will to grow and to develop. But these are basic tools to help you go to make it to the next level of your relationship. Today we are looking at a topic that every couple talks about, even the singles do love it, and it's about love making and romance. At this juncture, I would like to encourage you to listen to this podcast with your spouse and no children allowed because there are chances of me getting a little bit detailed and it's not good for under 18. So if you have under 18 around the house or you've put this podcast on on Alexa or a speaker, I would encourage you to either put on your headphones or give your children some other work in another room for you to listen to this one. So, I got an extract from Psychology Today article written by Leon F. Seltzer, a PhD and psychologist on evolution of self. He's also an author. And it was posted on May 11th, 2012, titled The Triggers of Sexual Desire. In his extract, in his write-up, he quotes Ogas and Gadam. And as according to Ogas and Gadam, they say that men's greatest sex drive may be partially due to the fact that their sexual motivation pathways have been connected to the subcortical reward system than in women. Or in short, he says, men's brains are designed to objectify women as a reward too. Frustrated women have frequently and cynically complained that their men's brains are are located between their legs. But the author's more scientifically grounded viewpoint seeks to elucidate this strategic and frankly unwilled connection between the male brain and his genitals. That is why as we grow old, as we grow up, we are told that men are generally visual. They only need visual stimulation for them to get excited, both sexually and physically. While women will go all the way to seek emotional connection before they can get excited. Now, science has proven over and over again that women and men are wired totally different when it comes to lovemaking and sex and romance. While men are mentally wired directly from the brain to genitals in a way that they can be aroused by sight, women prefer to be romantically connected and romantically aroused before having a sexual relationship. Women take longer to be sexually aroused and would rather wait for an ideal place and time so that they can feel comfortable and at ease and express themselves sexually. There are, however, a few exceptions to this case, but mostly women are not physically triggered. Women value emotional connection to physical attraction, 
while for the men, it's the vice versa. And that is why you will find some couples who look totally incompatible in every sense, but emotionally connected. And they seem to enjoy a fulfilling relationship. And that is also the reason why bad boys get to marry good girls. Why? Because most bad boys often do their homework in their playful endeavors and learn that women, all they need is emotional conquests for them to be romantically involved with you. Most girls just love that part of being appreciated, loved, cared for, pampered, and that sometimes costs nothing. And when a bad boy gets to know that, they will pretty much play every girl in their fingertip. To understand your spouse better, please take time to read this book that I read once a long time ago. I think it's just within a year after getting married. Men are from Mars, women are from Venus. It was written by John Gary. Although he accredits most of the work to his wife who explained to him what women feel and do and think. And he says that men are motivated when they feel needed, while women are motivated when they feel cherished. How do you show your wife that you cherish her? Or how do you show your husband that you need him? Another good question, especially for women who like to play independent. Remember, this is the way to make your spouse want to be with you romantically and sexually. With this background, let us now explore lovemaking. And this topic can be quite erotic, but I will do my best to make it as informative as possible without making you feel uncomfortable. I will tackle it in form of three questions or statements. I get questions like this one below. Is sex and lovemaking the same? They are absolutely not the same. Sex is simply put an, a conjugal act involving two persons. The objectives of this conjugal act could be for fun, for money, for entertainment, or even for sport. It has absolutely no emotional connection, and the participants of this sexual intercourse may even be strangers. In this case, love is not on the table. Lovemaking, on the other hand, is a very emotionally charged activity which involves sentimental and physical communication between two lovers. It is a ritual that trans transcends the physical world and connects pa the participants to a very deep, inexplicable way. The effects of the latter bring positive energy to the individuals, and you can tell from a mile away a husband who is well catered for romantically or who has a good wife and makes him happy, and the same with women. So lovemaking is a very powerful tool in marriage and can be used to bring peace even after disagreements and can be used to enhance love and feelings and teamwork in the relationship. The next question is, how do I make my spouse indulge in more lovemaking? There are people who think they married maniacs or sexaholics or whatever they want to call them. I believe it's not true. As much as women crave for positive praise, for appreciation, for cuddling, all those positive things that women crave for, there are also men who crave the same kind of feeling, only this time it's geared towards just the lovemaking part. It's actually the same. According to me, when you put them on a balancing scale, it's the same. We crave cuddling, we crave massage, 
We crave being cuddled. We crave being appreciated. Why would we malign our husbands or our spouses when they crave just one physical act, when we are asking for a whole pot of things? So I feel, I don't believe there are maniacs, but I believe they, as much as he crave appreciation, he also craves his sexual desire to be satisfied. So this question I get mainly from men or husbands, how do I make my spouse to indulge more in lovemaking? There's only one secret I can give you from a female point of view. Get more romantic. It's easy. I'm not telling you to take him hard to a hotel, to take her to a massage, to take her to a dinner or a spa. That's totally blown out of proportion. I'm asking you to get romantic in the simplest way possible. You can start by setting the scene early in the day. Why? Because women take long to be aroused. They take long to get into the game. They take long to respond. So here, and that's how we are built. We're not the same. Even if you're emotionally connected, I need to feel wanted for me to give in. And how do you start that? Start by sending messages in the morning. As early as 7 a.m. as you wake up, just send a text about appreciating her. You choose the words. I'm not going to give you that. You are a creative. You know how you want her. Go back to that same stage. Start by doing that in the morning. And if not in the morning, why don't you leave sticky notes in the bathroom? You can leave sticky notes in the bathroom, on her pillow, in her wallet, on her handbag, in interesting places where you know she must go, even on her makeup kit or makeup bag. Stick a note there. And that makes her start on a positive note on the day and she will feel happy and excited that, oh, this guy cares about me. He remembered to say I'm beautiful. And sometimes if you want a sequel after la yesterday's night's adventures, you might want to say yesterday was excellent. That was game A. Why don't we do game B? Why not? We use it and we have fun with it. You can decide you're having a return match. The other one was away match. This is home match. You can play with all these words and have fun with them. Just start start setting the stage early in the morning. After that, way into the day, explain how you enjoy having her company or how you appreciate her beauty. Just send a text that you miss her already and you can't wait to be there in the evening. Guess what? You've already won her heart. You can't do without her. Like I said, we like to feel appreciated. And that's how we'll go. Those praises are already setting the stage for the evening. When you come in the evening, don't just walk in and not kissing, not talking. No, set the stage again. Have those cuddles, play games, kisses, tops, cuddles. Anything you can do to put her in the mood. Foot massages, if those ones are her turn on. Ear massages, some people love ears massaged others their temple just take a little ex extra time to put her in the mood a bubble bath would do if you do bubble bath or you can do a, uh, a shower together whatever don't just go straight into the bedroom and jump over no take your time as often as you can praise her her beauty her characteristics her personality whatever attracts you to her Make her feel like a diva. And when you make her feel like a diva, she will make you her king forever. This is just one way of attracting these Venusians, these elusive Venusians. But once you get her in your arms and continue playing the same games, she is yours forever. And she will never think of saying no to you. There are many ways. Note, I haven't talked about anything to buy. 
I haven't talked about anything to go bring her. If you bring her flowers, that's a bonus. If you bring her wine, that's a bonus. If you bring her chocolate, excellent. But I believe we women don't really need those ones. Once in a while, we appreciate. But when you bring it every day, we also get bored. And sometimes you may even spoil her to the point that when you don't bring something, she thinks you stop loving her. So once in a while, it's good. Third question. How do I start love talk with my spouse? In other words, how do I talk about sex with my spouse? Some spouses find it so hard to carry out conversations on lovemaking that they often endure things they abhor. I remember one time talking to a friend of mine when I was in my early 30s. We were discussing about lovemaking. And after we were exchanging the pleasantries about how we feel, what we talk, what our spouses do, she came and said she hates it. She totally hates it. She does it out of her her responsibility to be a wife. And I wondered why so, because it's supposed to be pleasant. It's supposed to be a pleasant activity for both of you. I asked her, but she couldn't go into details. But in my mind, at the back of my mind, I thought maybe the spouse hasn't taken time to make her want him. Maybe she was poorly introduced into the lovemaking act and it has been repeated over and over again and has not taken the time to work on it. Or maybe she has some trauma that she needed time to recover from before she can enjoy it, the, the act of lovemaking. So there are those reasons. And the only way to come out of that pain is to talk about it. For instance, some spouses adore foreplay, but they do not get enough of it, and they consequently play along the game and pretend to be enjoying it. They are not fully aroused but they just pretend for their spouses. Some spouses also don't get excited as fast. They don't need the foreplay, but they need that day-long preparation. They need those notes. They need those cuddles before they can get into the mood. Others are quick while their spouse is slow. There are even ladies who are very quick and the men are slow. So the pace at which they get into the game is different. One plays it fast, the other one plays slow. But if you talk about it, you can synchronize the rhythms. I believe lovemaking lays you bare for your spouse to explore you and to have fun with you. And if you don't give your spouse the guidelines that he or she needs, he or she will play it the best way the spouse knows how. And sometimes it's not what you want. So talk about it. And how do you do it? Gently, slowly, as you are exploring each other. Tell your spouse what you want, how you want it, how to play it, and the pace at which you want. If your spouse is moving faster, it's good to slow down. Just tell them, slow down. One moment. Take time. Breathe. Talk about it again and continue. That way, you create a pace, a rhythm that both of you can dance to together. And talking about dances, why not do a love dance before? It helps set the place. It gets you both into the same chemical formation. And slowly, you get to get excited emotionally and physically for each other. Then, one more caveat. One important caveat. Don't complain. Instead, suggest lovingly. If you feel like you're not happy with what's happening at the moment, suggest lovingly. Give another option. Ask what if we did it this way or we talked about it this way. How about if we went this route instead of the other route? And that way it be, stops being a complaint of an insat- dissatisfaction or a pain, but instead it becomes a 
romantic clue to the next adventure. The next one is more of a comment. There are many good books on erotica for married couples and especially those of you who don't know how to start talking about sex with your spouse. These books help a lot. Good books on erotica for married couples. Explore one at a time. And this is my suggestion, do it together. The most exciting journeys are the ones couples work at together. I have attached a questionnaire link below for you and your spouse to start asking each other those deep questions about lovemaking and adventures together. I hope you'll enjoy exploring each other's erotica as the Martians and the Venusians get to meet. Have fun. And until tomorrow when we shall explore day six love focus adventure, this is Helen signing out. Peace and love to y'all. And don't forget, the conversation continues on Facebook. The link is attached below. Good luck in lovemaking and exploration. Goodbye.